Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. And yes, we're back. It's been a couple of weeks. It was PodFest that had Rob in Florida. And then my daughter's wedding had me in Florida. And then my extended a day. So we've pushed to Sunday, but we're back, Rob. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We go on these long uh, extended breaks on the show and and it kind of builds up expectations out there i got a i got a couple of emails from people saying when are you guys coming back we miss you <laughs> well that's good i'm i'm glad that people do miss us but you know i was uh literally monday through friday of this week i was standing in lines between disney Kennedy Space Center and Universal Studios. So I was doing work email while in the lines and it you know it's impossible to juggle all that stuff while and try to have a vacation at the same time. So I I feel a little bit out of sorts. So uh but I'm I'm glad we're back and uh and this morning I was like pinging my team three or four things that I kind of thought about on the airplane yesterday that I needed to follow up with. So yeah, so maybe you're going to have to to lead the way this morning a little bit, Rob. What uh, what happened at Podfest? Well, Podfest was, I think, a little bit bigger event than last year, so it's it's growing. Uh, but the big thing I think that came out of Podfest was the was the roasting of Dave Jackson. So, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> that was the first time I've ever seen such a such a spectacle. I guess <laughs> might be a good way of saying it. Um, <laughs> It was uh, rather spicy, rather uh, language-filled, um, and uh, Dave was a good sport about it. But uh, people were pretty brutal, you know. Going and Dave was pretty brutal coming back. I mean, talk about pressure, you know. Everybody's <laughs> ganging up on Dave, and then Dave was able to get up there and hold his own against everybody else. <laughs> wow, you know, and uh, and I'm unwrapping something here while I'm talking because my classes look like they've went through eight thousand miles of travel, which they did. Um, yeah. When I retired from the Navy, um, the key, the keynoter that I had when I did my retirement, I said, you, you are welcome to roast. You know, if you have some, some juicy stuff that you want to talk about. So he kind of did a, you know, and my Navy retirement was a little non-traditional in that it was, it was full on roast for me during my, my keynote speaker. So, <laughs> so I've been roasted by one person, but how many people did they have roasted Dave? I think they had, well, they had, uh, Rob Walsh was up there. Oh. Um, so there was a little bit of, of that going on. Um, and then, so I think it was a total of about six other people uh-huh. were six or seven other people roasting Dave. And then Dave had to sit off on the side. Actually, there's a, a video up on Facebook oh, really? of, of some of it, of some of it. I don't know if it's been published the whole thing. I think they were a little nervous about putting it out too much because it had a lot of vulgar language in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, but it was a packed packed house. I think there was a little bit of concern that, that people weren't going to show up for it right. uh, because it was kind of like towards the, the last day of the event and things like that. Um, but it was it, a lot of people showed up, <laughs> a lot of people there. So, so, you know, it was a lot of fun though. Everybody had a, had a great time. Dave, I think, uh, felt humbled that everybody cared enough to, uh, to beat him up. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, that's hopefully they'll continue that next year. And, uh, roasting could be, uh, yeah, that, yeah, it takes a lot of guts to be up there and, and take that, uh, cause and, and well, it's done. That's in, Dave though. That's right. Dave though. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's fun. So uh, the te- the word I got from my team was lots of new people. It sounded like yeah, lots of new- yeah. There was a lot of new uh, people that are kicking the tires on podcasting. Yeah. So yeah. the the only down thing I had them say is they really had said we didn't know when to leave the exhibit area because the exhibit area was just kind of like open around the clock. So they were like there 10, 12 hours or something um, yeah, talking was, to people. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of, it spilled over into the hallway. So <laughs> there was like um, one row of exhibitors that was out in the hallway, people walking to sessions and and um, and going, going to the registration area and things like that. And then the rest of the exhibits were kind of behind that down like a room. So it was like a, um, a, a conference room, right. That they just opened up the, the front facing wall. So they had the ability to do that. There is to just open up one end of it. So there was a lot of booths kind of jammed into a pretty small space. Huh. I think they had like, uh, I don't know, like 16 booths or something like that, that were all kind of jammed in there in a, uh, what a five by 10 space. So yeah, that's fairly, because really small space. Because yeah. they had scrunched our area. I'm seven, ten by ten. We end up with a five by ten, so a ten wide, but a little narrower. But uh, yeah. everything I, you know, everything the team said was that the traffic the first day was crushed, but Saturday was said pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's fairly typical, you know, of the conferences. It kind of fades over the duration of the right. event, and right. the traffic ebbs and flows with the flow of, uh, of sessions that are happening. So, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah, I mean, your initial comment was exactly right. The, the, because it was so open, um, you know, it, it, it was a little tough, especially if you were in the, the kind of front row, like we were, um, that, that was exposed to the hallway. Um, people were in there, you know, hours and hours and hours late into the night too. And uh-huh. that's the other thing that that event does too, is it, it has a lot of, uh, what I consider kind of after hours events. Yep. So you had that, that whole thing, um, where, where, where Chris gets everybody together in the room and they go through these exercises of, you know, it's almost like musical chairs going to different tables to yep. talk about podcasts and talk about topics and things yep. like that. Yeah. So that was like it, a three it, hour thing. It you keeps know? them engaged and keeps them in the, and not necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily want your booth team there that time, but it's almost like if you're not, you yeah. know, so you're missing a lot of traffic. Yeah, yeah. But that was what every, the, the, you know, the, my team basically said was, is we didn't know when to leave. And yeah. t- it typically, you know, you have set floor hours and you're, you know, your team can go get lunch. You know, you didn't have that problem. You had an army of like 50 people there. So <laughs> yeah, we did. It wasn't quite 50, but it was close. To, it was about 30. So. Yeah, well, that's an army, 30. you know? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> My God. But but not all of them were had uh, you know, had conference passes though. So <laughs> that's but but they still crashed the party a few times. Yeah, well. there was a lot of blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, any other real takeaways uh, sessions and so forth? And I didn't get a chance to get into too many sessions, but uh, but I thought you know. The event was really good. It was well well run. I think that the event is still I consider it to be you know it's still kind of a regional event yep. right now. Um, um, so you know who knows you know as it continues to grow and and things like that. It I, I think it might become uh, it's kind of like midway between um, 
you know, podcast movement, mm -hmm. uh, in mid year. So it's, it, it's sitting in a good spot to, uh, to kind of take a national position. Right. Um, but you know, it may be that that event needs to move around a little bit too, and not just be in Florida for it to be really to grow to the scale that I think it's possible that that event could have. Yeah, and and also the same some of the same faces. I would hope that yeah. they would expand a little bit in their, uh, yeah. yeah, in their keynotes and so forth because it. Uh, yeah, and I think they did. I mean, I think they Chris tends to do that anyway he tends to go into to topics and and things uh and, and attract people there that aren't uh necessarily going to to podcast movement so so which is good right so what of course you guys you guys had your big meeting yeah uh with uh with your team i didn't spend were... i didn't spend too much time in any meetings with the team though oh, really the actual <laughs> conference yeah so it was a little bit of a challenge on that side too because th they were doing a lot of meetings and i wasn't able to participate because i was taking care of the conference mm -hmm. so so it was yeah but it all worked out good i was able to see everybody and was able to pick up what was going on um kind of after i got back too <laughs> <laughs> getting so, the getting the backfill right yeah exactly exactly a lot of a lot of decisions i mean it's those are usually those those you know, what we call as retreats are pretty intense uh, planning sessions. Of course, they tend to do, and that wasn't the original intent, um, but it kind of happened organically. <laughs> you know, so, so so you you got some stuff maybe decided that you're like, hmm. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just said, so what did you guys decide to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to come in and comment about that afterwards. Oh, but, I'm sure. Yeah, but. But anyway, it, it was great. It was great to have 80-degree weather, given where I'm coming from. Right. So, so lots of pool time for the team. <laughs> Rob, and I didn't share it on Facebook uh, Facebook or anything like that, but I shared it with a little private group we have, and uh, there was a great picture of you post-show. I know, exactly. <laughs> I don't know who took it, though. I want to find out who took that picture and published it. <laughs> well, they didn't publish it. They did, they did a little birdie sent that to me via text message. I was like, oh, oh okay. yeah. They said, Rob's kind of tired, everyone. And this was classic. It was, I mean, it was like, I, I can't Gone. post it because it's not flattering at all. Rob is like, <laughs> he's like sprawled out on this chair at the pool, and he, he literally looks like death warmed over. <laughs> Like what just ran over me was a, it was right, a Florida right. hurricane that got me. It was. It did look like it looked like you'd been on an all night bender. That's what it looked like. It was just like I Who laugh. Knows? I may have had. I may have gone yeah. out drinking that night. Yeah. No. Well, knowing you, I know you don't drink, so that's ha ha ha. It's a. Yes. Uh, you know, so I shared it with a few friends, and uh, we we got a little chuckle out of it at Rob's expense. But I, now yes, I have yes. to be careful because Rob's gonna be, wait to Todd wait to Todd sleep somewhere, and I'm gonna get his. <laughs> That's right. You have to be careful of these things. We we see each other in compromising situations. That's right. That's right. But uh, at least I didn't post it for the whole world to see. That, that, oh, well, we we you, may Todd. not we may not have had a new media show had I done so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but now you have something over me. I better be nice to you now, right? <laughs> oh no, I'd never do that. But anyway, uh, no. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys had a had a good time, and uh, and it sounds like the event was success. I, you know, to be honest with you, I was uh, you know like 
my team, what's going on? What's happening? <laughs> How's the booth traffic? Uh, you know, anyone complaining? You know, all, you know, all, and it's so hard for me to to step back. But uh, I yeah. just, I just couldn't afford to be um, in Florida for two weeks straight. And uh, I mean, we flew out of here um, a week ago, Friday, I guess, or Thursday, and then. Yeah. Um, did my daughter's wedding and the party and oh man, man, the people in Florida know how to party. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was, uh, it was really hot. I mean, Florida's running unseasonably warm. So oh, it was when we were oh, down there too. Yeah. Yeah. Cooked. Really warm. I'm just absolutely, you know, SPF yeah. 50, but I'm still, you know, I, after five days in the sun, it's yeah. Pow. It gets you. And McKinsey and Mike did a great job of the booth. I I went around and talked to them a little bit too. So yeah, well they said they talked yeah. to you, and uh, of course then uh, McKinsey was on a panel. So I guess that yep. went okay. She said it went okay. Yep. So uh, there was a little was... bit of uh, there was a little bit of um, bickering back and forth on that panel. Oh really? <laughs> around on podcast hosting, you uh-huh. know, the the world of podcast hosting panel. It was a little bit of kind of competitive thing when one one company would say that well we do this the other one says well yeah we do that but you know there's, there's uh, a little, bit of, little bit of that yeah. going on oh nice yeah, yeah, nice exactly nice fact, it was a little spicy but there weren't a lot of people in the room though because they held that so early in the morning that uh, people weren't up up quite yet <laughs> yeah that's that's a problem is your time slot if you don't get a good time slot you're you're screwed yeah. well in that event uh it started like eight eight a.m. every day. Whoa, you know, whoa, is, whoa, which whoa! Which is a little little brutal. That's um, eight a.m. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so every every day, that's when the um, the exhibition area opened up, and that's when the session started. It was eight a.m. I mean, Chris is like prompt in the morning. Got to get going. <laughs> Holy cow! That's unusual. Eight. Yeah. 8, 8 a.m. and then it, you know, you know, with all the after hours stuff yeah. going on, and it people, usually goes until like nine or ten o'clock. Yeah, at night. Or pe- and people drinking until midnight or one, and then oh, it even went beyond that. Yeah. Oh wow! Because yeah, I heard someone said there was like two or three o'clock in the morning, people were shutting down the pool area. Yep, exactly. Yep. And so, pe- I mean, and, and most I mean, people. It's can't, such a short period of time that people have together. They they want to spend time yeah. talking. Yeah. And most people can't, you know, me, I, I'm four or five hours, I'm good. But most folks, they, they don't, five hours is not enough. They just, they can't handle working on five hours. Yeah, so, no sleep, yeah. You know, yeah. For me, that's uh, ops normal here, but, huh. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that's that's not unusual at yeah, 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 yeah. though. You know, but the 8 a.m. thing is the unusual one. <laughs> so, Rob, any... Uh, any rumors? Any scuttlebutt? Any uh, anything going on that? Uh, I haven't heard any any, no, any, no, any rumors. No juicy stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, the uh, only thing I can I can maybe a little hint at is that there's there's a big conference that's maybe coming back at some point. So what? podcast conference that happened this past year. So oh, so maybe I, I don't want to say, but. Yeah. Oh, so it might come back. It's looking pretty good. Hmm. All right. Mm. So I have to budge mm. that in for the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be after the first of the year. But yeah. Oh, we'll all see. the way into we'll nineteen. See. Yeah. Well, yeah. that would compete with uh, 
with these guys then if they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily good. Yeah. Well. Well, it's a different crowd too. So it is. Yeah. Well, if you so, haven't figured it out already, we're probably talking about PodCon. He won't say it, but I will. I'm not talking <laughs> about PodCon. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm not saying I can't say. It, so. <laughs> Another conference that may come back. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. 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 So. Was there any new companies there that you saw that were, you know, putting their foot in the fire? Or? Um, hmm. Didn't really see anybody too dramatically new. Uh-uh. There's a lot of the same exhibitors and things like that. Right. Um, but as far as, as far as attendees go, I, um, didn't see anybody from Apple there. Didn't see anybody from Anchor. Didn't see anybody from SoundCloud. Didn't see anybody from any of uh, these these uh, pod, these new podcasting platforms or the ones that uh, they get all the think press. That they're all yeah. in the in in the in with podcasting. You know, didn't see any public radio people. Didn't see any uh, of those kind of folks. So speaking of Apple, have we heard who got Charles's job? Uh, yeah, his name is, uh, Shell. Holden? No, I'm trying to remember his last name. So you got a, you already got an email from him? (laughs) Yeah, I've already traded emails with him, yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'm, I'm not one of the cool kids yet. No, I, I, I reached out to, uh, Charles and Charles. Oh, he introduced you. Referred me over to, to Shell. Oh, okay. Shell, if you're watching. Drop me an email. <laughs> drop, drop me an email. <laughs> so Charles is gone though, right? He's done. I'm not sure what happened to Charles, but Charles is is no longer. It's uh, here. I, I'm, I'm finding it here now. I'm sure he won't mind. It's uh, Shell Tours. Tours. Was he a new hire? Uh, I believe so. Yes. But I don't know that he didn't already come from Apple. Oh, okay. I'm not sure on that. I don't know if he's a transferee or right, if he's a right, right, right. He's a new hire. I'm not Shell sure. Torres. Okay, hmm. yep. Make, makes myself a note here. And so he's the the new kind of technical contact. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that you find out for me on this show. Everybody finds out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like I said, I knew Charles was leaving, but I didn't know who they had. Uh, they had picked as the as a replacement, but I guess, um, you know, lots of course stuff going on in the news too. Um, and I, and I had to laugh. Dave put out a nice piece on, uh, on anchor. Oh, Oh, on anchor. Yeah. I saw, I saw it this morning too. Actually, I just tweeted it not too long ago. (laughs) Yeah. So they, uh, you know, they, it's interesting that they are, uh, can you believe they've gotten $15 million in funding? It's just, it just blows me away that, uh, these VCs could be that. I, I just don't understand. They have no business model. Um, you know, again, yeah. a, a free host. Yeah, uh, and they still don't sh- show up to any podcasting conferences. <laughs> so you know, to try and try and establish themselves as part of the community. Yeah, you know. But uh, I had one show uh, that a week or so ago emailed us and wanted us to redirect a feed over there. And I was just, so I, you know, I sent the podcaster a note and I'm like, can I do a you know five minute call with you? 
And uh, so I just wanted to know why they, why he decided to move to the platform and got on the phone and, you know, and I just, I just, you know, I listened to what the guy had to say. And then I asked him a couple of pertinent questions about his show and did he understand the ramifications of, of moving? And I'll be honest with you, a lot of podcasters are getting sucked in just on hype. They have no idea um, of the potential pitfalls, in my opinion, of going over there. Um, so it, uh, you know, it's, it's, so he was going to, you know, research what I talked about, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I guess people, well, it's just like any other place they go over and then they come back. But, um, yeah, it's the next shiny thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the yeah. new, it's the new, uh, fish lure is what it is. A little shiny thing. And it's also, you know, it's a hundred percent free too. And right. podcasters typically are, you know, free is an attractive price. Yeah. For the first 30 months. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and it's free if they, if, you know, I would probably not be so anytime, anytime a service is free, I just, because I've heard, we've seen so many free services, you know, they Come may, go. they Come may have go. A, a model that they're going to figure out how to make it work where others haven't. But, you know, typically 30 months is the TikTok, TikTok is from the time they, you know, they get that money, the burn the, rate, the burn yeah. rate, and they want to, the venture capitalists want to want to return on their investment. And if they don't, they, they pull the plug on them. So. Uh, and the, and the, the options for acquisition are, uh, dwindling too. So the what are the, what? Oh, I mean, I mean, most of these companies will launch <clears throat> with the intention that there's some sort of an acquisition at some right, point. Right, right, right. So that's, Investment comes in, and some big company comes in and scoops them up because they're 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 getting traction in the market, they're building audience, and that makes them valuable. And I see that they're they're hiring a bunch of new people too. They've they've got six job openings. Well, they, they got have. fifteen million dollars to burn. They better be hiring people and figuring out what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. So there's this whole, that's the purpose of doing this, right? Is to get a, get a bunch of attention. And so I'm sure they're spending a lot of money on marketing and a lot of money on PR. Right. That's how they're getting, that's, that's how they're getting these pieces. They're buying their way into these, into these yeah. publications. They're using a PR firm and yeah, people are pitching but, ideas. But there's not a lot of focus on, you know, how supportive the platform is to the podcasting space or the podcaster. It's, it's free. It's, They've got, you know, cool looking apps and things like that, but where's the meat or where's the beef, right? Yeah. Is the question. They can't have had, got it all figured out because they haven't been around long enough to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's always the question. I mean, you always take a risk going with a, a, you know, a platform like this that doesn't have proven tools, doesn't have proven, um, stability. Uh, and that's, Every startup has that challenge, right? Yeah. And so you're taking a gamble. I don't know if they have the ability to uh, do a 301 redirect if if you want to move. They say they they say they do. Do they? Okay. I well, that that's yet. something new. They say they do, but 
you know, your your feed and your iTunes listing is owned by them, and it's 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 a mess. So yeah. I, again, I'm, you know, we're talking a lot about them just because they, you know, they, as Dave said, it's not the first, second, or third coming of podcasting. So, um, yeah, I, and I just tell people, you know, I'm not just beware, you know, buyer beware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it would be, I mean, it's fine if they can pull it together and, and and become a, you know, a good, good platform. Um, you know, there's, there's probably room for all of us. So it's just a matter of, you know, is it a safe place for podcasters is the question. And I don't know that this platform caters to really, really big podcasters. I, I don't see it. I think it's an everyday, you know, indie platform. Right. It is. Well, we saw that Twitter lost their $70 million investment in SoundCloud. They basically had taken $70 million and invested it. And during their restructuring last year, they basically, their, 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 uh, their investment got wiped out. So they took a $66 million loss. Um, Why did they, they lose it? Is it? It's because of the restructuring, the $150 million uh, restructuring that SoundCloud had to take to stay online. Uh, uh, the, the, the initial investors got burned, burned at the stake. Uh, okay. Or investors, you know, and the $470 million worth of investment money they had or whatever it was, it was crazy numbers. So they, they got diluted to a point where they lost most what, of their money. Yeah. Is they, that what happened? Yeah. They said yeah. they, they did a $66 million write off on $70 million investment. How would you like to wake up to that in the morning? Yeah, I don't think Twitter is going to be getting involved with SoundCloud anytime soon. No, again. I don't think so either. <laughs> you know, and who is going to come in and rescue SoundCloud? That's a very big question. Well, you know, and they're 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 on the clock. You know, they probably have a two year run with 150 million, and they cut a bunch of people, so maybe a little more. But um, who knows? Yeah. We'll have to see what happens with them. I just can't think of anybody. I mean, unless a big radio network tries to buy them or something, but those guys aren't cash right. flush either. So, um, and I noticed that Scripps is selling off a lot of their radio stations. Yep. So, yep. you're seeing a little bit of a divestiture coming with these media companies that own radio stations. We've got some friends at Scripps that listen to this show. Um, yeah. Why don't you yeah. come on? We'd love to hear about the, if you can talk about it. The divestment of uh, of radio, yep. Rob. Yeah. Like, love and to love the, to hear you. Hear yeah, from and you. what's what's the thinking behind that? You know, what's um, are we going to see that happen more? And and I know that there's been a lot of mergers and acquisitions and repositioning of companies over on the radio side for <clears throat> for many months now. So, um, you know, there's things happening over there. It's just you know. Where's the beef, right? Yeah. Where's the where, where's the money coming from? Now the the advertisers are still with radio, so it's you know that's that's the challenge that podcasting has is how do we we make make an appealing tool for those folks to move over to the on demand side? Yeah. So there was a rumor, or at least I I saw something in a news briefing that iHeart was back up on the top ten list over at uh, PodTrack. And mm. after they fixed their autoplay issue with their player, but I didn't see how far they dropped. Did you get a chance, Rob, to see, to look at that list to see if I can find that email? Yeah. Is that a public, is that a public? 
Yeah, it's it's Podtrack's you know monthly ranking thing or whatever they they rank their okay, you know the shows that they're on their stat system. So it's not it's again they they claim it's to be this podcasting white thing, but it's really in my opinion false advertising. It's their the shows that they measure. Um, okay, but uh, it's okay. It shows iHeart at the number sixth position with uh, six hundred and twelve active shows. It's by far the biggest number of so shows. So is that all their shows, or is that just the shows that have been listed on iHeart? Do they have 600 shows of their own? Those are off of all their radio stations. Oh. I mean, a lot of them are actually hosted on Spreaker. So, um, That's kind of funny. Yeah, so there are a lot of um, shows that are specific to radio stations around the country, too. Right. So it shows them with uh, 38 million downloads in January. Really? Yeah. Let's let's do the math on that. Let's uh, do. Uh, let me get the calculator out here because my brain is not working this morning. Oh, trying to divide 612. Yeah. Into, so let's uh, do 38 million. 38. And we hit the little divide number here by 612 <clears throat> equals. That's they're saying then an average of well I'm just doing a I don't believe this sixty two thousand that would be sixty two thousand listens per show. Well, let's okay so let's divide that by four. Let's consume one show a week. That would be fifteen yeah, fifteen thousand listeners per show per week. That's an average though. That would be, yeah, that was just that's average. that's just a straight yeah. division. You know, it's not yeah, yeah, using yeah. any any real statistics yeah it's so, yeah it's showing that um that npr is number one with um well it ha yeah it lists u.s unique monthly audience uh for iheart at four million eight hundred and thirty four thousand and it shows npr at 16 million for u.s unique monthly audience unique monthly audience yeah so the number that i gave you before was global uh, yeah. unique streams and downloads. Yeah, that's what we want anyway. We want global. Yeah. Because this is a global medium. This isn't just the U.S. People got to quit thinking about And I had yeah. a, matter of fact, I had a call. I mean, a lot of advertisers are still thinking that way, though, and that's that's why yeah. they, they break it out like this. That's true. Well, I don't know. I, I personally have never used the iHeart app. Don't even have it on my phone. So... Um, yeah, have no reason to. Yeah, it shows you know the top ten is interesting. You know NPR n uh, number two is WNYC, number three is How Stuff Works, number four is PRX, number five is This American Life Serial. Again, number it's six, it's it's companies that PodTrack it's companies that yeah. PodTrack measure. It's not a global yeah. thing, and. The ESPN folks are in here too. Uh, yeah, it, it, number seven, number which eight is interesting is because we measure them in PodTrack. They they do dual hat. <laughs> well, they're probably measuring with you and with they them are they and, are and, and they compare those numbers. Yeah, probably. they do. Yeah, and yeah. the the New York Times is number eight, <laughs> which is a little surprising. But yeah, um, and and Wondery is number nine. That's mm. that one's surprising too. 
Um, and 10 is American public media. So, well, again, it's, uh, it's that East Coast bubble thing. Yeah. Well, it shows that, that NPR has 42 shows. Uh, just 42. 42 shows. And WNYC Studios has 48 shows. So WNYC actually has more shows than NPR. But mm. have much smaller audience based on the actual numbers here. Yeah, so did you see this email that came out from uh, iTunes on basically talking about improving your experience with podcasts on iTunes, and they've put together a few tips, reminders? And yeah, I think I saw an email that came out. That's been a few weeks ago now, right? Right. Yeah. But we've been gone a few weeks, and uh, I had not actually seen it. But uh, they talk about the SSL certificates that they support and a variety of other things, too. So... Um, you know, the bad part about, uh, you know, we've tried to get Apple to support one of the other SSL providers, but they haven't at this point, but you can reach out to iTunes now at, at iTunes podcast. So, um, I think that's been around for a little while, but uh, I don't think a lot of people knew that. Yeah. I think you've, you've been able to send a, an email. Yeah. Podcasts at apple.com. I thought for a long time. Yeah, you can follow, but I think they approve every follower over there. Oh, okay. So this is not a, it looks like it's purely a way to communicate with them, and that's it. Well, and also they do have a, um, a feature promotion uh, area uh, tool now. So you used to be able to submit to them for major feature um, via email, but right. now they have a, a, a tool and a, it's basically a recommendation tool. You can go in, you have to fill out a form oh, and really? you upload your, your artwork to them via, uh, it's an online kind of, uh, it's an FTP area. Huh? So, yeah. All right. Let's see. Yeah. There was, um, there was one other thing I really wanted to talk about. I can't remember what, Oh, I guess, I don't know, we, we basically, I think I bounced on the last show, maybe not, but our Alexa skill is alive Oh, uh, great. At, at Blueberry, yep, so our first version of it anyway, so I put a tweet out about it this morning, it's it's called MyCast, and it's one of our trademarked things that we've had for many, many years, so it's mm -hmm. not actually, you add it by, you know, basically adding MyCast to your to your skills list. And uh, plays blueberry hosted. Basically, you can play blueberry hosted podcast on Alexa. Can't play, if you're not hosted with us, it doesn't work for your show. And largely because Alexa requires HTTPS. So um, if you mm. don't have an HTTPS, we all our media feeds and uh, uh, media links are HTTPS. So it's for us, we we're able to at least support our hosting customers. But the HTTPS is starting to become a bigger and bigger thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all about keeping your network secured. Um, that's what that's all about. But Yeah, the, but requirement, the, the requirement for a secure media link, though, is kind of irrelevant, but it's, it is it is a requirement. Yeah. Um, I keep seeing your, your, um, your tech podcasts app and your 
Blueberry app on uh, Roku. Oh, well, so I, I guess it's still up there. Yeah, they're yeah. still working. They're a little long in the tooth, but they still work. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And I guess that Roku is really... Um, hit its stride you know it's i think it's a public company now right yeah i think so, so but you know here's yeah. a crazy thing about the roku is that in the early days um we had uh channels 13 14 and 15 on roku we were really really early yeah you were early yeah yeah well, i mean really early i mean there's when you, you had to net you know i had a four or five of their partner ones and then we were literally like in the first stack of shows because there was you know, we, and we spent a lot of money in those early days to develop the Roku app because there was no tools, nothing. You just kind of had to figure it out on your own. And, uh, and, um, so w we put up three apps and, um, one of them is no longer, uh, utilized anymore, but tech podcasts and blueberry are up there. And we had one up there for the pro, for the pro med network as well. But that one was, we've taken that one down, but the, um, the other two, um, in initial early days, we were seeing as much as six or seven percent of the podcasters that are were on Blueberry and not necessarily hosting with us because you could you could be hosting anywhere and have your show on the Roku app. We we're seeing five and six percent of total traffic, and I thought that was really going to go somewhere. And now today, um, you know, we're we're one and two apps amongst about five thousand channels on roku yeah. and uh so our you know that traffic today is under one percent so it you know it, it started off great and then it 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 nosedived it's still people still listen but uh, you know with these smart devices it's much easier from to do it on a smart device or on their mobile device so it um yeah. So, you know, it just goes to show you, we, we thought there was huge potential for the Roku, but, you know, Pandora still is big on, on, on Roku. So people mm -hmm. are still listening to audio, but I don't it's think just it's more music focused. Yeah. More yeah. music focused. You know, that the iHeart folks are over there too, and they all have apps over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know how the Roku is really, I think, taken off, but but the audio side really has lagged lagged behind. Though I have been seeing um, more shows here recently that, um, not to change topics here, but sure. to go over and talk about YouTube, um, ones that are uh, primarily kind of YouTube programs that are that then get into audio podcasting, and then they. <clears throat> they auto publish their audio podcast over to YouTube in combination with their video. So let's say they've, they've got a successful channel on the video side. Um, and then they start publishing a podcast. They start pushing a longer form podcast. Uh, and, and, and also if there's a connection with some, and radio is probably not a big strong connection there, but I've seen some shows that are doing very well over at, uh, at YouTube if you've built a strong channel on the video side, um, not necessarily the same content, but catering to short form video content over there. Uh, and then, and then sprinkling in longer form audio content over onto that platform. Uh, it seems like it's picking up audience. I've, I've seen a few shows that have, have been able to make that work. Well, I think too, is what you end up having Rob is 
there are some differing opinions out there. There are some people are saying, don't do it. But I know, but you know, I've been this firm believer from the beginning. It, I don't care where people listen as long as they listen. I know. And I think it really depends on the content too. And I think if you're a, a strong kind of, um, YouTube creator it, and you build a strong community over there around your YouTube videos, um, then you're more likely to get them to engage into longer form content over there. Um, and over time you're going to convert those people to, to listening to your longer form content, especially if it's longer form content, that's maybe a longer version of the short videos. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I've seen work so far is that, you know, you do like those typical five to 10 minute videos. And then you basically have an audio podcast that goes for 30 minutes or so on the same topic. Right. It's, it's like moving them from teasing them, getting them watching to a topic on the video side and then transitioning them over to uh, listening to more depth on the audio side. Well, I, I, uh, I, I think there's a place for it. And, you know, we get a fair number of people that watch this show on YouTube. Not that many, but, you know, yeah. still we're primarily a, you know, an audio podcast as consumption but, goes so but but we're not pushing this show <clears throat> over to youtube as a just a pure audio no, program no which might be an, an interesting idea to try yeah so. i don't know if it, yeah it might it might be i've never done that well i've done it for geek New central a little bit um, have you yeah and i just i don't know i do video so i i don't feel the need to put an audio only program over there it might be worth a Worth well, it might be though. interesting to to have both <clears throat> over there. I think might be be an interesting thing to try. Yeah, and just see which one gets more traction. But <clears throat> I don't know. I go yeah. to YouTube to watch videos. I don't go to there to listen to audio primarily. Yeah, but I've been surprised at some of the shows that I've seen that have much bigger numbers on the, on the audio huh. side than even the video side. That's so curious. I don't know. It could be it could be just the topic and how successful that creator is. And what they're doing around um, coming up with topics that that catch people's interests. Yeah. yeah, my son is doing a. He was vlogging while we were on this trip, and uh, he's in a media program in his high school. As a matter of fact, a very it's called Mini Mac. It's a dedicated program where he's with about <clears throat> eh, his group is about forty, and they will progress through high school. Um, it's and it's a completely dedicated program for media, and so. He was practicing vlogging this entire trip, and you know, I he's learning, and and I, I and he's a little discouraged on some of his numbers, and you know, he's starting to look at his YouTube channel, how it's doing, and all that. And I and I was telling him, I says, uh, Chris, this is, I said, this is something that you're going to have to realize. I says, you got to do the grind. You know, he's 14. I says, you got to you got to put in the time. You got to you got to do a thousand videos before you figure this out. I said, it's going to take you a thousand videos of putting them together. And I said, and again, I used a big number, but I want him to understand that he has to put in the time, he has to do the grind, he has to figure out what works, what doesn't. And with video, it's 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 a bigger challenge. And um, so. You know, he, he kind of took that at heart, but I said, you've got four years really to kind of figure out a format that works for you. And who knows, by the time you're a senior and getting ready to graduate, maybe you will build a big enough audience where this could be your job. And, yeah. um, 
so you know it so he's gonna you know continue to progress but also that requires dad to you know to put fresh content every day he's got to be able to have content to put out so uh, it requires moving around a little bit yeah yeah i mean you do have to have to pay your dues you, you have to get out there and <clears throat> you know learn in the in the trenches yeah and it's and it's the same way with podcasts we've talked about that over the years you just got to do the grind um and figure out what works and and what doesn't but there's a lot of people that expect instant success right now and it's it 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 can be a humbling experience you know i I had a little bit of experience with the show here recently that i'm kind of you know because they have success in other areas of what they're doing they, they expect instant success um and it's like okay you know that's that may happen or it may not. <laughs> well, I think if they have a bigger yeah. chance of success if they are successful somewhere else. They've all yeah. figured out a formula, you know. But to they do still that. have to do the work of of getting getting in a place to get there, and and you know who knows. Yeah, they and and it, it's one thing about like YouTube. I go there a little bit to be entertained. I don't yeah. necessarily go there to be engaged and act. I think podcasts, you're more designed to, you want people to be engaged and to want to act and react um, and maybe do something or, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but is, is that is that a proper line of thought, Rob, you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. Yeah. The other big news that happened while you were gone too is um, uh, Triton merged with uh, oh, yeah. with audio boom. Yeah. yeah. Reverse merger. We've seen yes. those before. <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah, so that <laughs> fool you. Fool you. When Libsyn did the reverse merger with the uh, with the Chinese firm and uh subsequently ended up getting delisted from the stock exchange. So, I don't know if yeah. that, there was a sequence of events that happened, but <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of a lot of money involved in that transaction too so it's, so it's interesting. what is triton's goal then because it really was triton here's what it is <clears throat> triton acquired audio boom but by yeah. on paper it looks like audio boom required acquired triton they got to raise 150 million dollars to close the transaction because yeah. audio boom was what losing four or five million dollars a year so they were not a profitable company <laughs> So they have now this unprofitable company has to raise $150 million to buy Triton. Was it to get on the UK? Because their audio boom is on some sort of, they were, I don't know if they were a public company on some sort of UK trading system. Yeah, I I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. So it's odd to me. They have some kind of deep investors too on that side so it's it's really odd it's a really odd deal why didn't Triton just buy them there must be some I I was working through my head trying to figure out what's the play because the reason that the Chinese firm reverse acquired with Libsyn was or whatever it was Libsyn's parent company but they wanted to to go public in the US they wanted to be public in the US yeah and that didn't work out very well. Ended up with Rob getting a bunch of gray hair over a couple of year period. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they put their it, stock symbol up as fool you. 
Foo-hoo. <laughs> it was a fuck you, foo you. Um, so anyway, um, so what is the play there? Have you well, guys talked I, about it? From what I understand, you know, Triton has wanted to be kind of this this advertising engine, right? Um, that's been trying to drive ads into into content plays. So you think about the combination of the two. Well, I understand um, the acquisition, yeah. but I'm trying to figure out the structure of the acquisition. That to well, me was Triton, the bizarre well, thing. The the bottom line is is who's the executive team oh, running it's it? Triton. It's Triton. All right. So that's really all you need to know. I know. Um, but I was yeah. just trying to figure out paperwork wise why they wanted to do it the other way. Because isn't Triton already a public company? Uh, that I couldn't say for sure. Uh, let me. I'm not sure. Maybe it, not. That that may be the reason is they're not a public company, and they wanted to be. Well, you just go public then. <laughs> well, it's probably a little easier to do a reverse acquisition into a into a public company. Triton Holding, uh, public company limited, formerly known as is live incorporated is a limit. Oh, okay. oh, wait a minute. This is not the same thing. It's not the same. This is some Hong Kong. What is Triton's actual name? Triton what? Triton digital. I believe. Yeah. T R I T O N. Is digital. Triton. Okay. Let me go to the Wikipedia. Oh, Triton digital is a private company. Okay. Triton is a private company. Okay, so, so maybe they wanted, that's the reason. That's the reason, and then since Audio Boom is a public company, they it's much easier for them to put out an offering. So Audio Boom is a public company. Let me see if I can figure out where they're listed. There, there's list. I, I don't know why they're not listed. Because I the, thought that the that the Audio Boom folks had to um, raise on the public markets like a hundred and sixty right, million dollars. Right, they do. So that's why they did it that way. It seems like anyway. Okay, they're listed on the London Stock Exchange. Yeah. Okay. It's easier for them to raise that money over there than it is for Triton to raise money here, probably. And uh, and Triton uh, is largely based out of Canada. So maybe between Canada and the UK, that was an easier deal to go the other way. They so, do have an office down in, I think it's Thousand Oaks down in Los Angeles. Yeah, too. but that's I think their, they're, yeah, that's their major office. Yeah. I thought their headquarters was in Canada, though. Or is I it? think it is, probably. I'm not sure. That's just a good question. Yeah. Let's well, no, maybe there. it is Sherman Oaks, California. Well, anyway, it, it's definitely a, an interesting move. And um, so, anyway, yeah, so someone scored there. Sounds like Audio Boom scored. Oh, Audio Boom founders scored. But uh, I don't but, know. We'll have yeah. to well, I mean, Triton's going to be running the show, though. And I, I do wonder, do they really understand the podcasting space? You know, they've tried. So it'll be an interest. I think there's, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch this one. Okay, so Triton Digital has offices in Atlanta, London, Los Angeles, and and it lists Los Angeles and Sherman Oaks as their headquarters. Oh, okay. And and then they have uh, offices. They, they do have an office up in Montreal. 
But the majority of their, okay, they have an office in London. So, and then Atlanta, New York, uh, looks like South Africa. <laughs> office in South Africa, too. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So someone was someone was asking me or someone was chatting about Libsyn in the chat. I missed part of the part of the chat, but basically Libsyn is now pink sheets. Just so you know, they're they were on the uh, regular stock exchange and they got delisted from the regular stock exchange. Now they're a pink sheet uh, company. You can buy stock in Libsyn, but it's it's pink sheets, which is which is the name for penny stock, right? right. So, Which, and they were, they're they, doing bad or it's a bad place to be. It's not a bad place to be. It's just, yeah. yeah. And the reporting requirements and financial result requirements are completely different than being listed on the stock exchange, the regular. Yeah. Like on the Dow or right. the NASDAQ. Yeah. And I mean, and Lipson's not big enough to be listed in probably e- either one of those. So well, they were. it makes sense that they are. Well, well that's because that's they were part of that other other entity out right. of China. Well, they, right? no, they were before the entity in China and there was a whole reason. Oh, they why, were. Yeah. They, oh. they got in trouble. There was a whole reason why they got yeah, delisted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, investor lawsuits and a whole bunch of other stuff that their insurance company had to yeah. pay big yeah. on. Yeah. So it wasn't Libsyn specifically. It was Libsyn's parent company that got delisted. And I did talk to Rob down at, uh, I'm talking about Rob Walsh yep. down at, uh, Podfest cause he was, he was down there and, and he said he's going to join us after he gets, uh, finished with some, some basketball activities he's hmm. involved in. It seems like he's been doing basketball stuff for a year straight. <laughs> <laughs> he's always, he's always playing basketball. No, no, he's not the one. He's the coach. So. Oh, okay. So that's why. And it's a, it's usually on Saturdays or Sundays or yeah. whatever. So it's usually on the weekends, but makes yeah. sense. So be able to join us. So where's the next big acquisition going to happen? Ah, uh-huh. who knows? Yeah. That's the question. Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see, you know, I think there's going to be some activity, more activity coming in the radio side, but I don't know how that impacts podcasting actually. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's more restructuring changes over there, but on the podcasting side, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that there is going to be a whole lot in the short run here. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. Um, you know, I continue to say our, you know, our business is booming. We're, we're as, I mean, we're busy, 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 busy. So mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. guilty now because I've got a pile of stuff I have to get caught up on. And, um, it just, yeah. I, I know you guys are busy just because of everything you guys got going on too. Oh yeah. We're, well, you know, we launched the box nest thing and trying to work out all of the stuff with that too. Yep. And, you know, having all these brands that we are working with now is, uh, keeping us busy. Oh you know? yeah. And that, that can be, yeah, I, I would say just from an outside observer, good luck with that. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, it's too many brands in my opinion, but, uh, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Well, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is that if you look at it from the outside, uh, looking in, there's, there's customers, you know, that are there using these brands and we have to support them. Well, of course, you know? of course, can't just, you, you know, can't, ab- you can't abandon. 
Yep. What? And my daughter asked me something. What do you want? Oh, well, I told you not to weigh yourself till the morning. We were all talking about uh, how much weight we gained from this trip. And uh, I I only weigh myself in the morning. So I stepped on the scale this morning and I'm, I'm only two pounds up for the trip. So my daughter was a little bit more and she was concerned. And this morning, it's just not as bad as it, as it was, as she was expecting it to be. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you can't, tra- you can't weigh yourself on a travel day. Matter of fact, you won't get back to normal for two or three days after travel. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the other thing that's coming up here in, uh, in March is the, is the rain news podcast business summit that's going on back in New York. You go into that. Uh, it's looking like it. Yeah. We're, we're a sponsor of that event. Yeah. So. We, we're not doing any pay to play, so we're not, we're not going. Yeah. So <laughs> it's March 22nd. So. Yeah. So what is it? What are they going to, what are the sponsors going to be talking about? What are the sponsors going to be talking about? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's the normal crew, right? So what are they going to be talking about? Podcasting. What okay. else? Of course. So. Art 19 is still sponsoring that. Uh, Triton, AdsWiz, Midroll. Of course. Of course. Authentic. Yeah. iHeartRadio, yeah. NPR. Who's all speaking? NPR, Authentic, the Triton. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's look at the list. Oh, there's, there's a few in here that aren't uh, sponsors, but yeah, there's a lot of sponsors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Safe to say. Yes. Yeah. So I guess I'm probably going to, I'm just going to be taking off someone's Christmas card list here. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who might that be? Todd? I can't think of anybody that would do that to you. Yeah, I like what they do, but I just don't like the model. You know? I, yeah. 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 But it is interesting. <clears throat> it is interesting. Yeah. So, so I don't know if we were, uh, I don't know if I, the last show or not, did I, did I mention we finally got hooked up with Spotify at Blueberry? We finally got that connection done. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So it's. And we have it too. So oh, it's, good. it's been, I think uh, all of the bigger players in the space have that connection now. But so. they did put out an interesting update to their online application form and um waiting for the fallout on that to see what podcasters have to say about some of their changes that they've made over there on their submission process. So, but yeah. I think they're trying to do more deals with more podcasting companies. So hopefully everyone gets included here over time. Maybe. And I think, you know, I think that the goal here is to make it easy to submit, easy to get in, uh, and, and also easy to get metrics. You know, the, the whole thing that is, you know, causes problems, at least it causes problems for us is the whole, Exclusion of dynamically inserted content, right? Um, which creates um, other challenges in the long run. And I'm not sure what that model for them turns out to look like. You know, if they're going to be doing it, um, is there going to be a revenue share with ever, with content? You know, uh, what's the what's the bigger goal? You know, everyone, around every, advertising. Everyone just wants to be over there. I don't think they're thinking about the, the most podcasters are not thinking about the long term effects of being over there and having ads run against their content. I don't think they're thinking about that at all. The majority of podcasters are not. 
Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the cool platform, you know, I guess. Yeah. The question next is where's, where's Pandora come in? Now they've been in the news a little bit talking. So, mm-hmm. you know, where's, where's Pandora going to go next? That's the question. Well, I think the, they're going to. Uh, they also announced a, a deal to to do more um, uh, uh, programmatic ad insertion, ad placement on their platform too. I, I believe they they did a deal with um, AdsWiz, I believe. So, I I think it was they had a deal with. I'm trying to remember, but anyway, they're they're definitely moving towards more of a model that would be a little bit more, um, maybe more. Oh, you know, more available to podcast type content, more on demand content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see their evolution here. They're, I'm sure they're seeing what Spotify is doing and iHeart's doing, and they, you know, they're probably going to follow suit. Uh, Podvader's in chat, and he says, "I'm still saying that Emperor has no clothes." <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> sure what that is in reference to. Yes. Yes. Is there well, is there some context there that you can add, Rob? Well, I think it's there's you know these platforms that are coming in, and I I believe Pandora would be one of them that are caching content um, is kind of breaking the the monetization ecosystem, um, and and unless they bring something to the table on that, um, it's not really um, right that they 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 do that. I. You know, it's very possible that Google may do the same thing. Um, I mean, they, well, I should say they already are with, um, you know, with, you know, with Google play, they're caching episodes. Um, so that's breaking the monetization models as well. Um, so unless they're going to bring something to table to, to compensate podcasters that want to monetize there, there's going to be a set of content that they're, they're either not going to get. Uh, or they're going to have to do special deals with or something. Right. Uh, there's there's a downside to their their models like this, and and I believe that one of the reasons that they're doing these models is because that's their current infrastructure is built um, to support music, which is playlist driven, and they control the ad insertion and the ad placements and things like that. Their their infrastructure is not currently architected for pass through um, content. So, you know, I don't know if they're going to head that direction or not, but that would be the, the more friendly way for them to work with the industry is to just allow, you know, hosts like yours and hosts like us to let the content pass through off of our servers. Well, I did sci- find something that I found very entertaining and let me get it loaded here. Um, and rain news, they, uh, they, uh, were uh, did a piece on Radio Public's earnings potential, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. and um, so let me uh, let me see if I can bring the screen up here. I gotta get my okay. So, as an example, if you go over to Radio Public and you, you enter your estimated downloads, they're going to show how much you can make from Radio Public over the course of a year. So if your estimated total downloads per month were 10,000 and you had 66% of your audience listening on the Radio Public app, you would make $1,584 a year. So I think, though, if if I can find, I don't know if I can find this uh, actual, they didn't link to this thing. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it. Let me come back here to us while I search for this. Um, Rob, uh, you know, we, okay, is this Radio Public Coming? Where's the, where is the calculator at? I'm finding it everywhere except for the Radio Public website. How can I make, is this the page? All right, here's the calculator. Oh, here's the calculator. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, um, let's say that uh, is this is this? Oh, they just did screenshots. Come on, give me the link to the stupid thing. Yeah, I think if you go to the Radio Public um, website, it's probably right there. All right. Well, anyway, so. Rob, what do you think Radio Public's uh, app market share is in the world? I think it's still pretty small. Uh, I'm not sure. It's below 1%. Yeah. And um, so it really, okay, so I'll just, I'll save everyone the graphics. So they're basically saying, okay, don't listen. You're, they're, they're telling you when you to go over to Radio Public. They're telling you to tell your audience not to listen on iTunes or not listen on their favorite Android app. They they want podcasters over there to tell them to only listen on the Radio Public app. And you have to take your existing ads out, the ones that you have mid roll in your show to be over yep. there. You have to take your ads out and that they will monetize your content and give you, and I understand what they're doing here, but if they're globally like 1%, less than 1%, there's no monetization. There's model no there. monetization model there unless you can get your mo audience to move. I, I, did they really well, I think, th did they really think yeah. this through? Well, I think Todd, that's what's happening with these newer platforms, you know, the Spotify's and they're 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 thinking along the same lines. They're gonna they're gonna monetize through programmatic and hopefully they'll at least they'll do or maybe hopefully they'll do a revenue share with content providers, but I don't you know, I'm not seeing any indication of that right now. There's, there's absolutely no way on this God's green earth I'm going to tell my audience you need to listen on the Radio Public app. Yeah. There's no way. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Talk about even. Well, it's, that's the, <sighs> you know, Todd, it gets back to the same thing we've talked about for a long time is that there, there's a certain segment of the podcast community that, that basically really dislikes the fact that Apple controls as much of the market as they do. And they want to drive people away from that. Well, Apple's not monetizing on my podcast right now. And exactly. and, and uh, I get to keep 100% of my advertising revenue on my own now. I don't have to share with Radio Public. I don't have to share with anybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the beginnings of the... And Todd, you know, if you think back in the history of this, it's, it's the... These listening platforms are trying to monetize, you know, and, and they're, they're seeing that this is the only way that they could potentially monetize. I mean, I think if you go back and you look at Stitcher, I think it's a really good example of um, why I think it's heading this direction. Um, you know, you get a lot of investment into something and there's no way to monetize anything uh, if, if all the advertising lives with the content creator. 
and there's no sharing with the with the listening platform. So I think that's the tug of war that we have going on here. Um, is it, you know, and driving audience to a singular app that then can be monetized um, does drive a, a certain amount of monetization to to the development process to create you know terrific listening environments. But you know, this is the battle. This is the battle of the ages, and I believe this is the battle that um, that we're coming into in the podcasting space that um, that is going to be a defining issue. Um, and there's going to be winners and losers in this. Um, you know, is is Google and Spotify and Pandora are they going to win in this model, or is the more centralized monetization models that uh, you know you and I are more focused on? gonna gonna win the day you know so it's and it's also a battle over control it's a battle over who's going to dominate this industry who's going to have market share uh is it apple is it going to be spotify is it you know you're starting to see some um you know spotify from what data that's rob sharing from lipson uh, spotify starting to carve out some market share um you know can these other platforms do the same i don't know rob in the end they think we're all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Who's they though, Todd? The suits all think we're just a bunch of bunch of minions. Yes, yes. But here's suits. He, but Todd, are we he, are we becoming the suits? Here's too, here's my here, here here's my thought to that. You see the minion holding the thumbs down sign. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, yeah. we're not. We're not. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because Rob, I truly think that. I think okay. I think that Rob Walsh and the team at Libsyn. I think you guys, it's your, with your team. Um, I think my team. Um, we're podcasters first. Yeah, and we understand. No, I agree with that. You know, and in the end. I, I don't know. I just, again, it's a shiny object syndrome, but we're cautioning. Well, you know, we're, we're doing our best to caution podcasters to understand what they're getting into when they, when they go on other platforms. And if you don't get a percentage of the advertising revenue, that's the price for being on their platform. And uh, I, I have no problem with any company monetizing content as long as I know that ahead of time that they're going to do that if they're going to put a pre-roll or post-roll on my content if, if as long as I know that ahead of time I know I'm not going to get no revenue share I'm cool as long as I can continue to mid-roll and build bake in my own advertising I'm fine with what uh, these platforms do personally that's that's my yeah. opinion you know they got to make money they got to stay in business I, I'm cool with that I have no problem with them making money uh, we can't expect a free ride everywhere that we go. Yeah. Um, because believe it or not, bandwidth does cost money and there are, you know, free models don't work. So they have to be able to monetize. I'm cool with them making, making money uh, against my content long as I can continue to have my ads and my content. But as soon as they tell me you have to remove your advertising, then I'll just say, sorry, I don't want to be on your platform no more. Yeah. Well, I don't think any of these guys are, are saying that you have to remove um, baked in. Only Radio um, Public did. 
They're the only ones. Post, oh, really? So no advertising at all. That's my understanding. And if I'm wrong, well, someone correct me. Yeah, and that's driving um, platforms like yours and ours to have to create separate feeds for all these guys. Well, you know that, and and that's that that's the part that I'm wrestling with right now is in order to get content. You know, if we're going to play the 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 game on on revenue shares and trying to drive revenue to podcasters. Uh, u- utilizing dynamic ad insertion type of technologies, irregardless of what the content is, you know, it's you know from an advertising perspective, um, whether it's you know pre-recorded host reads or you know short radio-like ads or whatever, you know, based on where the advertising community is right now. Um, there's what's wrong is is that you're limiting a podcaster's ability to to earn a living on doing their show, and and I think that's that's the part where I get a little concerned and then it forces our platforms to have to drive a lot of engineering to support separate feeds and separate versions of episodes. And it just causes all this turmoil and it feels like it's shifting all the work over to others. Oh yeah, and, of course yeah, it's and, on us. And it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's on us to yeah. do the right thing for the podcaster. Yeah. And, and they can go off with their models and create these models that, break the ecosystem because right. but then but then they don't actually launch a model that's that supports a companion model that actually will will have some continuity there too yeah. if they're going to do this because their long-term goal is to run dynamic ads against uh, the content that are on just their platform um but they don't do it but they cause you to stop offering that opportunity then that's where the ecosystem breaks right so, you know, I'm just not sure if this is a conscious decision on the part of these platforms to no, do it this how, way or it's, is it's, it just it, a, it's, a platform limitation that they have. It's how they're, right plat- they're not willing to put the engineering in to be – now, Stitcher did. Stitcher finally figured it out. and They, they quit- got beat up into doing it, though, over right. successive years, right? Right. Uh, and, now, so and that's kind of what we're doing right now on this show is we're kind of beating up these guys saying, you know, you got to play fair with everybody in the industry. And, and what it boils down to. So just so everyone understands, if you're like, what the hell are they talking about? What it is, is they are caching the files. So yeah. when you put your media file up and your RSS feed updates and they pull your media, they pull it into the system. That's the file with this, with the ad that you have in it. They get served. If you want that ad changed, if you're on a dynamic insertion system and you want the ad deal runs dry and you want to replace the ad that is now being played on a specific platform that caches, you can't. You can't change your ad. So the ad that you have stays up there in perpetuity with the old ad in it. There's this is the problem. So where Stitcher in the early years, they pulled and cashed and then uh, over consecutive years of being beat up about it, they said, you can turn this off and you can have your media served from your RSS feed um, natively so that as your media, as your advertising updated, whoever listened on Stitcher got your fresh ad. That didn't stop them from advertising against your content, but at least your natively baked in ad was updated. Yeah. And that's, that's where it breaks the ecosystem because, um, plus you're not getting credit for that ad play either. So 
even if it got captured with the ad inserted content in there and it gets played for perpetuity, right? Yep. You're not even getting credit for that play. Um, so you're not, not even getting paid on it. And, and that's, that's well, the other downside. In Spotify, yeah. they're updating their API for stats. Yeah. So we will be able to pull out the play data on that to be able to yeah. get it so that there will be, you know, it's going to be a different kind of reporting. It's yeah, not, I, I mean, it's going to be based on a, you know, of course they don't even want content that has any dynamic inserted content in it, uh, which makes sense for what's going on, I guess. Um, but you can have an know. ad on Spotify. You can have an ad in your content on Spotify. You can, um, they specifically in their contract say it has to be a host read. Right. It has to be a host read. Right. And they say dynamically inserted um, advertisements are, are not allowed. Mm-hmm. And if you have it in the content that's submitted to there, that they can, they can ban that program. Yeah. From being uh, in so, the catalog. so that could mean like a, a Geico ad. That's the Geico. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Or it could be, a, you know, a, I mean, actually, you know, I don't know how they would be able to tell a dynamically inserted host read. Um, they probably wouldn't be able to tell, but. Um, they wouldn't be able to it's tell. Just, it's an MP3 yeah. file. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that would, it still limits your ability to change that ad out. That ad will always be in there in Spotify. Yeah. And there are certain restrictions on certain type of ads too that can't be run as well. Specific categories. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so until we get these issues worked out, um, you know, it's a a conflict, and it shifts development resources over onto our platforms. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm waiting on the dev team to deliver me something for a a platform. Yeah. 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 So... But anyway, that's yeah. They definitely we're definitely there's no adapting to us. We're adapting to them. <laughs> yeah, and it's still a little bit up in the air right now whether or not it's all worth it with these guys too. I mean, I think probably Spotify is it's looking like it's worth it. But as we've said many times on the show, this is this is probably the first indication that um, podcasts on a music platform has started to work. Um, as far as gathering audience, it's so. the t- the test will be time. Yeah, you know, and it, if uh, audiences come back and listen on Spotify again and again and again and again, versus mm-hmm. just because you know what I'm going to be telling them as they're listening on Spotify is come to geeknewcentral.com or come to newmediashow.com and subscribe on the subscribe to the podcast. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to be telling them that every episode that I want them to do yeah. that. And I guess what has changed um, about these platforms being good places for listening to podcasts? Maybe it's just the, the, the buzz about it. Maybe it's the, but yet, um, but yet it's app, just the timing of it, but the, but yet the Apple podcast analytics still prove no matter what people want to consider is that download is still King by heavy margins. You haven't hear no yeah. one talking about that. You know, no, no one else has anyone heard anyone else talking about some of the metrics that they're seeing out of podcast analytics is proving that on demand is still king. No one's talking about that. 
No one's talking about that. We are. Well, Todd, and I'm also hearing um, some people talk about that that there's some there's going to be some form of linear that's going to start coming back in popularity too. And I'm I I'm skeptical of that too. It's not. Okay, so to explain what linear is to the audience, Rob. Yeah. Explain linear to them. most folks. Maybe don't understand what linear is. Uh, it's 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 consecutive playback um, right. of of uh, on of on demand content. So you basically are creating like maybe a personalized um, on demand radio station of your of your content. Um, so it's 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 going back to a, a lean back versus a lean forward right. consumption model. Where where podcasters have or podcast listeners have been really fully in charge of what they're listening to and selecting and then purposefully playing episodes. Where a linear experience is more of a of a like a car experience with the radio, right? Join you in progress. Turn it on, and it. I mean, it may be an on-demand playlist, right? But yep. it will be. Um, the thinking is is that things are going to i mean for us to reach the next level of audience that somehow we have to start duplicating the 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 lazy approach that has existed with radio around radio consumption is going to have to come to on demand um, type content for us to reach this next level of listeners um, to go much beyond maybe 50% of the US population we got to um, somehow embrace more of a radio listening model again well, let me give you, I, I, I deleted it already, but you know, I, we have this podcast or radio, um, partnership with uh, stream guys and, uh, let yeah. me see if I can find my PTR cause I got my podcast or radio weekly stats reports. There we go. Here's my weekly report. So weekly report, um, 18 February to 24 February, the past seven days. Um, accesses per day, an average of 10,144 accesses per day, um, average duration that people listen to the show, um, was 15 minutes and 11, no, yeah, 15 minutes and 11 seconds was the average time they listened. Um, the longest duration Let's see here. Do they tell me this? Uh, days of week. Uh, Friday was my biggest consumption day. Um, I'm trying to look at, trying to figure out on this chart when, what the longest listen to is. Hmm. Yeah, average. They only gave me average duration was 15 minutes and 11 seconds is what people listen to. So a lot of accesses. Huge number of yeah. accesses per day, but average listen time, very, very small. Now, if I compare that to my uh, Apple podcast analytics listens, mm -hmm. you know, it's like 98% listen to the entire podcast. So what do I want? Do I want people coming in and listening linear? This is what this is. This podcast radio is a linear play where there's three shows that are basically playing consecutive repeat. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a live stream that, you know, the last three shows are looping and uh, they come in and listen for 15, um, 15 minutes. So, no, I, I want them to listen via the podcast app where they listen to 98% of the show. They listen from the beginning to the end. Right. Not 
from the middle to halfway through the next exactly. episode. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And Todd, if you, I, I was just lo- looking at the screen of this, uh, of the radio public thing that we were talking about, um, in, in thinking about the, the mental positioning that, 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 that brand has, right. Um, the first word there is radio, right? It's not podcast. It's not on demand. It's radio, right? So we're, we're in this kind of this, this battle, I think somewhat over the positioning of uh, on demand content in the future. And, um, is it going to be called radio, Todd? <laughs> no, I think it's, I mean, I mean, I, I see a certain significant segment of the, of the podcast, especially on the public radio side that would love to have podcasting called radio. <sighs> Good luck with that. I, you know, I mean, I guess there's precedent for that. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but, uh, I think there's precedent for it. I mean, when t- TV went digital, it isn't like they used a different word for it. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know, Todd, I think, I, I hope it doesn't happen, but maybe that's, maybe what we're seeing here is a leading edge of something that's, that's more, more profound than we realize that, um, uh, may reach. I'm not saying that I like it or anything. I'm just saying that, I don't know. I'm just posing the question. Mike Wilkerson is in the chat room says, I tire quickly of claims that live Never archive video program trumps a library of engaging content. I just can't see it. Yeah. You know, I think it's a generational thing too. I think is we, we have to think about how do the younger set that are involved in podcasting, um, you know, your kids, my kids, how are they consuming media today? And I think, you know, radio doesn't really live in that world, but I, I can see, the radio industry still has significant listener base, right? They, they still have a lot of people listening to radio today. Um, and you know, are they going to put their energy behind trying to convert their audience over to on, on demand radio, no on demand radio. They they will when it's too late. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. They will when it's too late. Yeah. They'll, 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 there's not enough, there's no radio still local. So what do I listen to radio for in the morning? Drive, drive what's happening in drive. What's going on with traffic. Yeah. That's, yeah. and then as soon as I get the traffic report or actually what I do now is I load, uh, uh, ways. I just load ways, put my destination in and I see how long it's going to take. I know what traffic is. But then I'll, I'll listen to traffic reports. Sometimes they'll tell me whether the zipper lane, which we is at high speed lane we have here is, well, <laughs> high speed, uh, 30 instead of five miles per hour, um, it, whether or not it's moving or not. And I'll listen to that because Waze can't tell me whether or not the zipper lane works good. So I don't listen to local radio. But I guess my... I guess part of what I'm asking here is if, is there a concerted effort on the part of radio to the future to broaden the, the, the scope of what radio means? But Rob, okay, let's think about what radio is. Okay. I know, so, but, so, but what it is today and what they would like it to be in the future is what I'm talking about. Well, I know, but if you, yeah. if you look at what it really is, is there are stations that are, you got your FM, you got your, we got, you got jazz, you've got your talk, you've got your, mm-hmm. You know, you've got your sports channels. You know, there's a four or five categories, right? 
of genre in so what what what's gonna what is going to be killed first this is hot rock 100 that's that's the channel that's gone first he, he they because the, everyone's going to pandora or spotify and listen to hot rock 100 you know the top yeah. 100 hits on those apps no one's going to radio to listen to hot rock 100 you know maybe there's a jock you like on there who knows but what may stay is what's still going to be valuable is the sports channels. Nothing they talk nothing about sports. Sports, 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 sports. They don't have uh, re- uh, music programming. It's sports twenty four seven enough to drive you insane. So that channel is going to survive. And but can that go to a podcast? Sure, it, it surely can. But it's going to serve a purpose because they're going to be talking about the game from last night live. Have people calling in and talking about how that quarterback made a mistake, whatever. That's going to live. News is going to live. Your, your, your Rush, your Hannity's, your Laura Ingram's, your, that's going to survive. Um, hmm. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> you know, live, live uh, sports, live weather, live traffic, all that stuff is still going to have a place over there. I right. But everything else, yeah. my, you know, my kids don't listen to, you know, I get in the car, my kids drive my car, I get in the car, guess what I have to do? Well, I don't really have to because I do the same thing, is the selection's on Bluetooth. Yeah. They, it's not an FM, it's not an AM, it's on Bluetooth. This Bluetooth selection is made in the car. Dad, switch it to switch it to Bluetooth, please, or or disconnect your Bluetooth so we can connect ours. That's what I hear when they're with me. Yeah. Or they plug in their earphones and they're listening to whatever, and you have to holler at them at the top of your lungs to, because they're listening to Hot Rock One Hundred in there via Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. I look at this uh, this this radio public mission statement that they have on their on their website. And the first uh, sentence is to help listeners discover, engage with, and reward creators of stories, podcasts, and other audio. Right. That's that's the first sentence of their of their mission statement for what they're trying to do. And the first word in their name is radio. Right. So, are they? Is there a kind of I don't know if it's a concerted effort or whatever to try and pigeonhole podcasts as just like indie, right? Yeah. And then everything else, it shifted over to a perception around radio. Hey, by the way, we're getting a little audio artifact once in a while. So if you've heard a click, click, click in audio, I don't know where that's coming from. It might be a Skype uh, Skype thing. So I just wanted to let you guys know that we're not interject, interjecting that on purpose. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably a bandwidth glitch of some sort. But yeah, I mean, I'm just posing this question because I, I, I come in getting this feeling that this is, this may be kind of the the direction that things are starting to move towards, and I'm just wondering if you're feeling it. Eh, too. I, I I don't think so. I think the I think we've won this battle already. I okay. I, I. But they're not going to go down without a fight on that. Well, side. I don't care. You know, it they it in this case. If they want to play, they are going to have to engineer up and play. They're going to have to, you know, on the, they're already doing it, Rob. They're already, you know, iHeartRadio yeah. on demand. Okay. So, you know, some of those are streamed, obviously, but 
iHeart's got podcasts over there. Spotify's got podcasts on demand. Um, we're not joining midway through the program on Spotify. Pandora. No, that's right. And I think, I, I mean, I agree with you. Spotify is kind of the exception to what I'm seeing happen. I don't see Spotify with a strong connection with radio. Um, no, no. I, <laughs> They're an, I'm, but if I anyone's anti-radio, kind of they... Like a, yeah, exactly. But I do see like Pandora kind of like a, you know, it's, they've always had this infrastructure that was like, it felt like it was radio-like, right? Well, it had to because that's what they were transitioning people from. That's right. So the question gets back to, are they shifting more over to a Spotify model? Um, and if that's the case, then, then maybe Pandora, cause Pandora doesn't scream radio either. Right. Um, but there are certain elements in the space here that are starting to, to position radio as the same thing as podcasting is what I'm seeing. Well, if you look at Apple podcast and, yeah. you, and you look at not. Apple music, you know, I come into my house uh, last night, uh, uh, returned everything on because I had power chopped on most other stuff because we had bad we had bad weather while we were gone, and I purposely shut things off. But as stuff came back online, I was like, "Hey, S I R I, um, you know, play." And I mentioned a show that I listened to, and it started playing the podcast. Uh, you know, 15 minutes later, my daughter come in and complain. She said, Hey, S I R I play such and such, such and such. And it switched and it played that. So, um, I think yeah. people are interacting differently with digital devices. Now I, you know, they have no radios. The only reason radio is, well, we've, we've talked about this many times in the show. As soon as you turn your new car on, and it loads to an app versus FM 100, radio's yeah. done. That's what I say. It's checkmate at that point. It's checkmate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's checkmate. And uh, when FM is not the default thing that loads in your car, when you start your car, uh, radio's, radio's, it, it's going to happen much faster than I think they think. It, I, it's, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. They're not going away anytime soon, but digital yeah. is, Podcasting, there's a bright future for podcasting. Very, very bright. You, know what? you can see it in the investment that's coming into it. You know, look at what happened with Anchor. Look at what happened with the, all these mergers with these former, you know, radio connected platforms. I mean, people are, you know, the clear trend line is away from um, terrestrial yep. over the air um, broadcasting. No question about it. But nonetheless, there's content there, and yep. content could be made available as a digital form, um, and it can it could be called radio too. It's just another way of transmitting, right? Yeah. Well, it, 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 I'm not going to use the word radio. <laughs> radio. No, but but I do see. I still see people launching shows using the name radio in their podcasts. So it's you know this this line is a little blurry at times. I I would agree with you 100 percent that the the vast majority of the successful shows out there these days don't say anything about radio. You know, Mike so. is saying, I can vividly remember talking about podcasting and the legacy radio folks. And the guest was, Oh, that's cute. Now though, some people call their audio, call their radio saved iTunes, a podcast. That's not how it works. He says, every time Rob mentions the word radio, I cringe. Radio is a technology and, and Rick, Rick Savoy says radio is a technology medium by which the audio is delivered. 
the electromagnetic radio waves. Calling a podcast radio was in when it isn't delivered via the medium of radio is not radio. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's yeah. that cuts to the chase of the of the distinction, right? Yeah. yeah. It does. I, I, I'm not, you know, the radio folks, they're going to have to join the party at some point. We'll be here ready to embrace them, welcome them with open arms. <laughs> As a service provider, come on down. We got, we, we, we've got, uh, we've got some new, uh, you have to have, have a new budget line. <laughs> We're ready for you. Um, yes. You know, and you don't need a license and you can say all the dirty words you want. You don't have to worry about the FCC. <laughs> but you're not getting your show heard in India. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so don't, don't worry. You're, you're, well, you could listen. Yeah, you could have your show listen. Well, oh, you can. And that's another thing. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. Honolulu okay, radio stations. Oh, guess yeah. what? You can be heard throughout the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but certain countries don't like, uh, you know, certain language. Right? Yeah, that's true. But it doesn't so stop someone from that. Band. It doesn't stop no. someone from that country subscribing via the raw RSS feed. Just remember, the ultimately, let's 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 bring this back into perspective. Okay, so you're let's say you have a explicit show on iTunes, and it's not allowed to be shown in the Apple playlist in India. Well, there's this yeah. beautiful thing, this little orange RSS, or this little thing is called an RSS feed that someone in India can still grab and can still manually subscribe to. Sensors can't but, stop podcast. But Todd, didn't you get the memo that RSS is <laughs> not cool anymore? Yeah. Well, supposed RSS, to be putting out RSS feeds RSS anymore. is the ultimate, Is you know, that's what we need to remind people of. RSS is the ultimate anti- it's yeah. open source distribution. Well, yeah, it's you can't stop it. Now the country can block the feed through a firewall like China can. Yeah. You know, that that still could happen, probably does. But yeah. you know, ultimately countries can say you can't listen to this programming, but because of the RSS feed, as long as they don't block it, it's mute. Yeah. You know, there is no here's there are no gatekeepers. As long as RSS feed remains, the keyway podcasts are distributed and podcast applications will allow you to subscribe to an RSS feed. There are and never will be any gatekeepers. Spotify can do what they want to do. Apple can do what they want to do. Pandora can do what they want to do. All these platforms are are trying to get their control. Their control. There is no control. They've lost it. And we've, we've had that in existence since 2003, 2004 with RSS feeds. And if you go back and you look at the culture, and, and Todd, we, we don't talk about this as much as we probably should, but when this medium started, uh, there was a completely different culture oh. than even exists today. Oh, completely different. Um, it, it was stick it to the man. F you, you yes, know, F you radio. Yep, it was stick. like, we're not going to have any kind of monetization. We're pure, um, you know, oh, when I took, radio, when I took know, money to write, audio. when I, when I announced I did my book deal and that I had gotten paid to do my book deal and yeah. half my audience left be, because they revolted. Cause I monetized. Yeah. 
Back in those days, people didn't uh, like shows that had advertising in it. And it wasn't even advertising. I got paid to yeah. do a book and I sold I out. Yeah. Yeah. Think yeah. about that for a minute, folks. I That's lost half started. my audience. Yeah. The front page of Wired Magazine in 2000, was it 2005, Todd? Um, had a picture of a bullet going through a radio talking about this medium. We have so forgot where we came from. I know, exactly. You know, so this has been, I hate to say, but it has been a little bit of a, of a battle um, for us to establish our place in the media ecosystem. Oh, yeah, I'm for glad me. Spotify's here. I'm glad Pandora's looking like they're going to play. I, and I'm happy yep. iHeart's here. It's, again, I don't care. I just want my content heard. Yeah, don't care exactly. where. Don't care where. But but the listeners drive what happens, right? It's it's you know this is a democratic, a fairly democratic but medium. Right? I but it's up. It's my job to steer my audience where to go. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's that's the difference here. It's my job if someone's listening to my show on a platform i'm saying you need to come back to mission control you need to come back to newmediashow.com or you need to come back to geeknewscentral.com and you need to subscribe to my show on the website and come back and read the content and visit daily and read what my writers are putting up it's my job to drive them back um and get them where i want them to listen and you know again i don't force them but it's it's my way to kind of direct traffic of the people that listen and that way mm-hmm. again because the first thing i tell them i want you to subscribe first thing i do is you got to go to the website you got to subscribe you got to subscribe you got to subscribe you got to subscribe yeah but but todd since then since the 2005 2006 we've stood it we've seen a steady change to the medium right that's that's been more accepting of monetization of course making money yep. more and more people i mean i, I remember the the um the podcaster conferences, um, you know, all of the podcast consultants, everybody coming in, you know, wanting to make money and quit their day jobs. Right. right, right. So that was the I, pod I, track. I believe that's, that was the, yeah. that was the, not pod track. That was the, uh, Nevio pod show Podango, mantra. And, and, and I mean, and they were, they yeah. had a, they used cuss words. Like what, what was their, what was their motto? I don't, I don't oh, remember that, but yeah, probably, I, I can't yeah. remember, but we've been evolving more and more since 2005 to being more, much more accepting of monetization advertising, um, in podcasts because, you know, that, that was just a natural evolution. A lot of people in the industry, uh, wanted to, wanted to work on podcasting full time. They wanted to make a career out of it. Yeah. Back in those days, there were very few careers or people making money with podcasting. Just didn't exist. Mike says you can still that see that in forums we're in. Oh no, I ain't selling out when people talk about looking for monetization. I think the people that there are hey, and don't get me wrong. Anyone that wants to do a pure show with no advertising, those that want to monetize, those that yeah. don't care, guess what? There's no rules. You can do what you want. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think now more than ever, I think that there's more exception. It's more accepted, right? It's yeah. more 
than it was back in the early days. Cause we've seen this shift happen. It takes a lot of work to produce a podcast. A lot of <sighs> people, um, have learned over the years that, that to do a quality show takes dedication and focus and, and money to actually do it. There's a lot uh, of people just be for free. There's a lot of people that blow me there. I'm just blown away by the number of people they're paying people to. Oh yeah. To do things for their podcast. Huge. Right? Now I, I'm guilty, yeah. you know, uh, I've got a person that's I now pay to help me do show prep. Um, but I was just trying to get a few hours back, but you know, I, for, you know, 1100 episodes, it was me, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I guess that's a sign of the times that people are using resources that are available and they're spending money. So of course they're, if they're spending big money, and again, I've got a sponsor, so I'm able to do that without coming out of pocket. Well, I come out of pocket. It just goes against my bottom line. But mm-hmm. um, for me, it's 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 worth it at this point. But if you're not making any money and you're paying someone to do this work, then you, monetization is probably pretty high in your list. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I think at the, I mean, the bottom line is... I. I'm not necessarily trying to drive division in this <clears throat> market in this ecosystem or in this new medium by saying that we, we should be against radio and, and that somehow that that's what they're doing is necessarily wrong. I just think that it's important that everybody understands uh, where everybody's coming from. Right. And, and we all come to some sort of a, a place of understanding of what's, what may be happening in the industry. And, and we as a community need to, understand where things are shifting and where things are moving to. And that's one of the reasons why we do this show, Todd, is to kind of share those, those thoughts as this industry shapes. And because we want to shape it in the way that, that we want, right. Not, not just me, but, and not just you, but how the community wants it to shape into and what, what it means to us as we look to the future. Rob, I don't, don't, you know, we don't necessarily want big companies coming in and, and forcing us to do something well, that isn't right for the not, media. They're not forcing me to do nothing. Yeah. So uh, Rick says, I saw the opposite at PodFest. At least half the discussions were about monetization. Of course, everyone wants, there's huge, huge desire to monetize. Yeah. And that's, and we're not really saying no, that no. we're against that. No, we're no. We're just saying that, that, that we need to understand these developments with these bigger companies coming in and, and how, how that's going to impact that. Yeah. And you know, yeah. in the end, let's, let's just be, be frank. You want to monetize, you got to build a big audience. You, yeah. you want to monetize and have a, a quit your day job type of income. You, you have to build a big audience. That's what it boils down to. And how do you build yeah. a big audience? You grind, you do the work. And I submitted my session for, for, for podcast movement. I did it, actually submitted it on the airplane, paid twenty four ninety five for internet that was slow as molasses and uh, submitted my session for, for podcast movement. And um, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm really focusing on it. You know, part of my thing is, is podcasters need to diversify. You know, they need to do more than to do their podcast. Um, because they're not going to build a big audience that they can monetize just some will, but most won't unless they have a, you know, a multi honed strategy to get her done. Yeah. And, 
and let's not give the wrong impression entirely here, Todd, either, is that, you know, you and I, you know, with the platforms that we work on, I believe we've been um, thinking more and more about how to drive revenue to smaller shows. So I think that's that's the other big thing that I think is going to evolve um, is that this limitation that only huge shows can make money we're going to try and figure this out. I well, mean, and, and, I think and, I think we have a solution yeah. for it. I think you, both of us do. We both know. Well, I'm, I've monetized small shows from the get go. I've yeah. never I've never discriminated, but the small yeah. shows need to understand. You're not making quit your day job money. You're making take your wife to dinner money, make a car payment money, maybe make a house payment money ultimately, and maybe then ultimately make a quit your day job type of money. But mm-hmm. the small shows have to understand that. Yeah, you're not going to get rich off of a, no. a show that has a thousand listeners, but you yeah. can cover expenses yeah. and yeah. you know, sometimes maybe that's enough to keep uh, your, your partner uh, from saying, what's this uh, 40, 50, $60 we're spending a month on your hobby. And you can say, well, honey, I'm making about a hundred dollars a month to, yeah. You know, and it's paying for itself and that might keep the the partner from, you know, those five hours you're spending doing the show every, every you know, every week. Um, yeah. Keep her or keep or your partner. Okay with you doing it. Right. Right. <laughs> That's also what it is. Because my wife gave me a two year deadline. I got the finger. <laughs> yeah, I got the finger. Yeah. Yeah, you you got two years figured out or 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 you're gonna shut this down, right? Yeah. And you got the you get the you know, the, the finger. That's right. <laughs> and there's there's a couple things that are that are behind that. I mean, it's our own experience with doing this yep. and, and paying and not getting anything out of it. And then it's also just our our wanting to to maintain podcasts. Uh, because it's our business. It's it's what we do. We host podcasts. So we want to provide money to podcasters so they can pay their hosting bills or they can pay to be, you know, create artwork for their shows or whatever they need to buy, uh, buy audio equipment. You know, it's it keeps the medium alive um, and growing and developing if people can earn some money mm-hmm. from doing their shows. You but, know. but Rob, I'm, you know, we're... Our approach right now is, um, I guess my phone is making noise. Sorry, I'm moving away from the mic here. Is that, um, you know, just, I think the bigger challenge, what we've seen is because it's, I'm, I'm not worried about helping them. Well, I'm, yes, we want to help them monetize. But the bigger, the bigger problem is, is that the, the space is gaining so many people right now that are absolutely have no idea what to do is to get them started and get them rolling. And that first, uh, you know, first dozen episodes to make sure that, you know, they get to, you know, you get the ball rolling here and helping them get that, uh, get, get up to speed. Cause if you can help that starting process, because these folks are so brand new, and so, you know, have no, had, you know, we're having, you know, Mike is, God bless his soul because he's dealing with the, you know, questions that come in. He's like, they could have just Googled that and figured that out and 
15 seconds instead of spending two minutes on the phone with me. They just don't know. So we're, we're spending a lot of time helping podcasters get started and get the ball rolling. That yeah, to I me, am too. I'm spending a lot of time on calls and, and trying to orient people to the medium. Right. I mean, yeah. And get them on the right track from the from the beginning. And that's where yeah. it makes me worry about some of these other platforms that are the second coming to podcasting. It's It's a very quick shortcut to start but it's not using best practices. And yeah. we end up having to deal with the aftermath of moving people when stuff doesn't work out. Yeah. They lose audience or um, things that they've built. Gets um, destroyed. They get, yeah. Gets, gets lost and that creates discouragement and they have to start over or they have to start using completely different tools that is yep. where they should have started to begin with. Right. So, but also, you know, we've got, uh, you know, some folks that just, all they want is a show. They don't care about any of the other stuff. And that's cool too. <clears throat> but, you know, for those that have a bigger strategy, we want to make sure that they have a, yeah. you know, the fundamentals yep. to get going in the beginning. Yep. Agreed. Well, we've gone really long today, Todd. Yeah, well, we, we owed it to the audience. We were, we've been gone. So I'm. We've been delinquent. <laughs> yes, we have. I'm sure there's a dozen things we've missed here today, but um, oh, yeah, sure. But I think we touched on some pretty pretty sensitive topics here. I think um, these are th these are podcast community kind of concerns. I think right now. So, yeah. Mike says something else to bear in mind here is that doing it for nothing also equates to time experience to become a centerpiece of knowledge. That's building a business skill set. Too, so it it wasn't for nothing. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's very very true. And I, you know, a lot of podcasters don't appreciate the value of building authority. Um, well, that and just the value of being able to do this, right? Um, right. I think over time, as you look at technology, the technology trend line right now, I think being able to present verbally is going to become more and more important. Uh, as you think about these these voice assistants that we have, I think voice communications is going to be a, a, a very important skill uh, as we move into the future. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Again, um, by the scheme of things, the way we're looking at it, it we're, we're busy. We're very, yeah. very, very, very busy. And uh, if we're busy, everyone's busy. So... Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of people come in the space, so I guess if you are a consultant <laughs> and you're a good one, it's probably a good time to be a consultant because there's plenty of business out there. Um, yeah, based on the numbers true. I'm seeing, at least. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. everyone. Wow. Uh, Todd at Blueberry.com. You can, uh, and there goes the Harley by the house. Um, the Harley, or is that a? Lawnmower. Oh, that's a Harley. I could. Yeah, tell. that was a Harley. Sorry, but that was not able to be overcome by the the compressor there. But anyway, Todd at Blueberry .com. at Geek News is the uh, Twitter address for me. Of course, at Blueberry as well for the company. Rob, uh, um, I'm on Twitter too at Rob Greenley, and that's with two E's. And uh, I can be reached um, at uh, Rob at Voxnest.com. Go check out Voxnest and what we're doing over there. We've we're helping podcasters earn some money, so go go check out Dynamo and and also um, 
I can I can be found uh, on my website at uh, robgreenley.com too. And of so. course, we're uh, we'll be back here next week, same time on Saturday. We'll be back to our regular schedule. Also, I yeah. don't think I think we're smooth sailing all the way through probably NAB. So, um, and then my schedule kind of gets crazy. So we're going to be having to do some word minutia for me because I'm actually going to be on travel for the three weeks following NAB, Rob. So I'll be doing, we'll be doing audio only shows, um, post, uh, post NAB. So at least until week of May 6th, I'm, I'm spending uh, time in Columbus, going to be doing all, you know, doing all the things that a CEO of a podcast company has to do. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Being on a extended road trip. So uh so much fun. But uh, anyway, everyone we'll we'll talk with you soon. We'll be back here next week. Thanks for being on the new me show. Please subscribe <laughs> to the show yes. so that way you don't miss a single episode. Yep. Take care. We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye bye.